I'm from Sing and Say My Name before I could spell my own. Dancing and performing for whoever would listen as if the spotlight was always on me. I'm from chanting, go fight win, even when I didn't know the score. I'm from four magical numbers, five, six, seven, eight, that began and ended every cheer and show. I'm from the essential red lipstick, big hair, and bows that could scrape the gates of heaven. I'm from losing the quiet game because I talk like a radio with never-ending commercials during five o'clock traffic. I'm from shopping sprees with mommy and being daddy's little girl. I'm from being a second mom at the age of six to my little brother Addison, who is now taller and stronger, but still acts just like his big sis. From teaching him to ride a bike and losing my voice as he hits a home run. I'm from sibling rivalries that can either last a day or a few minutes before we found something else to laugh about. I'm from the graduation of big wheel trucks in the street to pedaling my princess bike down a big hill. I'm from Build-A-Bear and Shampoo Doll Hair. I'm from Soul Food and R&B, knowing every song from my parents' playlist before I knew my own. From my aunt's big dog, Toby, that claimed that I claimed as my own. I'm from the Cheetah Girls, Destiny's Child, Disney, and That's So Raven. I'm from Ohana Means Family and enough clothes and dolls to play a house mortgage. I'm from Christmas in Dallas, Thanksgiving in Louisiana, and family reunions in Florida. From hopping on and off planes and being a world traveler by the age of 15. I'm from state fairs and cookouts. I'm from the double life of private schools, chapel skirts, and not many friends who look like me. To transforming on Sundays into Baptist churches, weaves, and BET. I'm from realizing that the I have a dream speech is more than black letters on the page, but the foundation of our steps tomorrow. I'm from knowing the color of my skin doesn't determine or limit my success. I'm from accepting no as an answer to the next open door. I'm from loud conversations and never ending laughs. From Jada and Sierra with little CCA Saints cheer skirts. I'm from knowing more about NCA than about algebra. I'm from spikes on a track, anticipating for the gun to go off. I'm from bubblegum pink and having sparkles as my favorite color with a shiny tiara. From like being part of my daily vocabulary as I attempt to finish summer reading. I'm from the Lone Star State, where everything is bigger and better in Texas. Divinity. It means excellence and delightful. We all have the chance to be divine. It's just, how are you going to take your steps? I broke down divine into an acronym, which by now y'all know I love to do. So for March, you guessed it, our word is divine. D stands for dedicated. I, intelligent inspiration. V, victory. I, Irreplaceable. N. Noble. E. Is excellence. Divinity can range from many different faces and perspectives. It's just, how are you going to be divine in this very moment on this day? All you can control is you and your actions in this very moment. You have the chance to be dedicated to be intellectual, inspirational, victorious, irreplaceable, 
and noble. And most of all, excellent. It's not compressed into some little box that has every checkbox for you to say at the end of the day, yes, I am divine because I did A, B, C, and D. Baby, you are divine because the Lord created you and crowned you. There is your divinity. And because of that, you should hold your head high at all times. The first thing I do every morning is I wake up, I wash my face, say my prayer, take a shower, and make my coffee. And the rest is up to my discretion. But those things I can guarantee you I'm going to wake up and do. Now, this morning, I decided to switch it up and decided to have a cup of tea. And on the tail of my tea bag, it read that the difference between a flower and a weed is perception. When I thought about that a little bit more and I tied it into the word of this month is perception. I read a little bit more about the true difference between a flower and a weed. And that's really all that it is. Flowers, of course, we want to bloom in our garden. That's something that we plant, that we sow, that we harvest, that we water. We will do all that we can to make sure that our flowers bloom. But weeds, most of the time, we don't want those around. They have a negative connotation attached to the name. That's something you want to pull up, take out, and remove. When in reality, they're not all bad. Some, yes, are poisonous, and some do have spikes and thorns, but some are simply that, just another plant, just another abnormality, something that you may not have necessarily planned for, but is a part of your garden, something that you may not want there, but still is a part of your garden. You may fuss and fight. You may run over to try to pull it up as quickly as possible, not knowing that what may be attached still may be essential to your garden. When I apply that to my life, I think back over my last year in 2019 and the things that I blossomed, that I harvested, that I watered, that I planted, and the other things that sprung up as weeds. It all circled back to, it's bigger than me. What I went through, what I endured, what I experienced, what I witnessed was bigger than me. In the moment, it seemed like It was detrimental that I had to handle every situation the moment that it approached me. But sometimes, just like planting, you have to wait. You have to let the earth do its work. Let God do its work. Let the gardener do their work before you will see your fruit, before you will see your flowers. In 2020, our vision, it needs to be bigger than you. If you can reach it on your own, then it's not a vision. It's not a dream. It's just a task. If it's something that you definitely need help with, whether that be from a family member, from a friend, and most importantly, from God, there's your vision, baby. There is something you can work towards. There is something that no matter what, you have your eyes set on something above What legacy are you going to leave with your vision?
Some may know and some don't, but I am an alumnus of Legacy Christian Academy. And one thing that they always pushed in our minds was leaving a legacy. What legacy are you going to leave? And growing up, we were always taught to leave the person or leave the place better than how you found it. And that goes beyond just visiting your cousin's house or going to a friend's house. It has to do with your relationships and it has to do with your business. It has to do with your education. It applies to almost anything. Leave the person, leave the place better than how you found it. Your legacy may not always be so impactful that your name is written on the cover of every books and your name is splashed across every TV as the new header for the headlines. It may simply be smiling at the person who never really looks up in class or talking to the person who's always quiet or lending a helping hand to a friend who you know is in over their head with responsibilities. Leaving a legacy doesn't mean I have to do the biggest and the most outrageous thing to gain attention, to know that I left a mark. It's simply being you, carrying out your purpose, and doing what you can out of love so that whoever you just encountered and whatever you just encountered is left a little bit better. Because what is it going to do if we walk around throwing dirt all across the floor? Nothing but create a huge mess. But when not one person comes across with the broom or with the mop to clean up a small corner, although they didn't get it all, they did something. And all that they've been asking me to do is to do something. Not solve world peace, not end world hunger, and not put the next man on the moon. All they asked for me to do was something. Something with my name, something with my voice, something with my passion and desires, something with my intellect. You weren't given any of your talents on accident. Use them to the best of your abilities. Leave your legacy. Leave your mark. Pursue your purpose. Now, with all that being said, here comes the big question. What is in your garden? What are you planting? What are you sowing? Because what you plant today will either feed you or harm you tomorrow. Think about it. If I plant an apple today and I don't take care of it, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? But magically speaking, if I planted my apple today, I watched over it, I watered it. And tomorrow I woke up to an apple tree. I can appreciate the work that I put in the day before. Because it wasn't just purposeless. It wasn't just work. It was preparing my plate for tomorrow. So what is in your garden? What are, your, what are you setting yourself up for? How do you water your garden daily? What are you doing to better yourself? Because, baby, I was the one. Once my work is done, I want my feet up and that's it and that's all. But my work doesn't stop when the clock runs out. 
I don't work a nine to five. We are all given the same 24 hours. We don't punch in and punch out. I try to keep myself going by never being bored. That was something I was good at as a little girl. That was a word that was never really in my vocabulary was bored. I'm always doing something, always being productive, whether that's stimulate my mind by reading something or planning or listening to a podcast or listening to music or listening to a sermon or reading a poem. I'm stimulating my mind or I'm physically active, whether that's dancing or running or working out or doing yoga making sure that my body is just as healthy as my mind through meditation and prayer. I'm making sure that my body is in a line. I prepare food. I cook. I clean. I make sure I'm moving. Yes, I take time to rest. But those that know me, I've been on this wild train of movement since I was out the womb. So for me to just be sitting stagnant, baby, the chances are slim. Like they're oh so slim. So I watch how I water my garden, make sure that I'm not doing a whole lot of nothing. That was a term that I came across in high school, or people that do a whole lot of nothing. It seems like they're doing a lot of movement, but in reality, they sit back and realize they've done nothing. You've not accomplished much. But to ensure that in your actions that they're pushing towards a better future, look at what you're doing. Simply think before you do it. Think of how is this helping me? How is it helping those around me? Is it pushing me towards my future or pulling me back? Is it keeping me stagnant or launching me forward? Think about those things. It's simple, it's small, but it really makes a big difference in how you live out your daily life, how you make decisions, and how do you manage your time. Because we can waste our days doing millions of things, but it's those few tasks that you do that actually build you that matter. Now that you're kind of looking at what's in your garden, how you grow it, it's also important to examine what weeds you have or what weeds you have that you perceive as bad. What weeds do you have that you are able to learn from? What weeds are you able to cut down and diminish? Not every loss is a loss. Most of our loss, most of our losses are actually lessons. And again, it's all about your perception. If you constantly see yourself as a garden full of weeds, and taking every L that life throws at you, then it's easy for you to slip into that dark hole of I've accomplished nothing and there's nowhere else for me to go. But when you change your thought process, when you re-examine how you think about your experiences and your failures, you see that those were essential It was essential for you to not win in that very moment. It was essential for you to take that hit, to take that fall, to gain that straight scrape. It was essential for you to not get a pat on the back every time 
you do what you're supposed to do anyways. You have to fall to get up. Learn something from this. Learn from your weeds. So the next time that you plant something, you know what to do better. You know what to avoid. You know what to change. It takes trials. We're not all going to get on the first time. Lemons will turn into lemonade. Even if you have to add a little sugar at the end. All things work together for your good for those who love him. There's a reason for every season that you're in. You are not there on accident. You are well equipped for the battle that you were facing. There's purpose in the plan. It's not meant to harm you. It's not meant to crush you. It's meant to build you. And once you sit and focus and really trying to hone in on what the purpose is, even if you don't figure it out today, and I'm saying this out loud, really speaking to myself. Finding the purpose in the plan isn't something you're going to find out overnight. Isn't something that you see in a YouTube video. It's not something you find on a book. And baby, it's not something you're going to find on a social media feed. It's something you got to pray about and wait on. Because a lot of the things that I've endured and and I've experienced, I still don't know the reason for it. But things that have gone on in my life decades ago, I see now that it was important for me to go through those painful times, to receive victories then and not receive victories now and vice versa. Because I wouldn't be the woman I am today. I wouldn't be able to speak life into others as I am today if it didn't, (laughs) if life didn't speak itself into me. Really. March, it's all about our divine selves, our divinity, our crown, our kingdom. So March, as we focus on our divinity, I'll also touch in on National Nutrition Month as well as Women's History Month. I just want to take a little time out of the year to focus on the importance of our health and the importance of womanhood, all that it means, all that it encompasses, all that it requires. None of it's easy, but it's sure as hell going to be worth it. 2020 is our time, our vision. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in to Rose Radio. Be sure to follow me on my social media platforms, um, Instagram, Sweet Sydney, and on Facebook, Sydney Renee in 2020, and Pinterest, Sydney Renee in 2020. Know that you are divine and know that I love you. Have a great rest of your week and make sure you tune in to hear more about our divinity.